Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Big Dog Ball Talk. Jordan, this hour Hello. that we've lost, not feeling it. We are talking about, <laughs> I don't I, I don't want to do taxes. I don't want to do any of that. Don't want anything to do with it. Still haven't filed it. I'm sure eventually I'll get to it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand this whole daylight savings time thing. I don't really think it benefits that many people. And it pro- provides yeah. a major inconvenience to myself, uh, which I feel like should be taken a little bit more seriously. Yes. No, I I hear you. I mean, I do like the little boost. Uh, like I like looking around outside yesterday at 730 and realizing it was still light out. So I, I like that mm-hmm. part of it. But why do we even need to get there in the first place? Just leave, you know, leave us with one time. I think there's places in the world, even like I, I, want, I might be wrong about this. I feel like Alberta or something somewhere in Canada was talking about just getting rid of it altogether. And I'm for it. Yeah, yeah. We don't need it anymore. Get it no, out. No, we don't. Uh, people said it was for farmers or something. As far as Fuck I understand, that. I don't think I don't like farmers. Personally, uh, I hate farmers. I'd never be yeah. one. Yeah, you would never be one. Uh, you could never handle that kind of a lifestyle. No. no. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, I, 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 again, I kind of understand the concept of it all. But like, come on, I, I don't think that we need to gain an hour. I don't need to lose an hour. I mean, I'm already too fully to committed to the time as a man-made construct. Uh, yes you know uh mindset so when this shit happens i'm like hey this is a joke life yeah. isn't real i i shouldn't have to even care what i'm doing but no you, you you don't you can do whatever you want man it's it's a sim it's a sim you are a sim you kind of yeah. look like a sim in, in a cool way. Way. <laughs> there we go yeah but uh yeah yeah throw it all away it doesn't matter well i mean I, i've also no i don't really believe it's a simulation if anything i believe uh, you, you're familiar with the truman show uh, yes yes yeah I, I assume that you're some kind of an actor there's we I mean, all I'm around cam- you i'm on camera right now yeah this I'm, is uh, all constructed around character. you yeah that makes be a sense. shitty show would be a shitty <laughs> show but, it would it would i mean randomly you probably have some fun but i mean yeah it'd be Matt, probably why a would, failure why would i be an actor man i've i've, I've been around yeah, that you for like so long why you sound you... like an actor now Matt, yeah, now you're also, just hurting my feelings also what a boring character to have oh. to sit here for however many seasons man for Christ's sake. um but uh yeah for everyone uh for all of our fans out there uh if you if you exist uh you know tell me uh how did you get hired to the <laughs> show uh yeah. you just let us know uh but uh we're, we're gonna shift our focus now finally to the nba that's what you're here for uh not to to hear the ramblings of uh of, of, <laughs> of the truman Mad uh yeah of truman himself uh but uh LeBron James last night, him and the the Lakers. You know, we're gonna just touch upon the uh, the game itself uh, a little bit, but uh, the the big story coming out of this one, uh, LeBron James not only leading the league in scoring right now, but is now the, officially the first player to hit the thirty thousand points, ten thousand assists, and ten thousand career rebound club. Uh, no one has ever done it before. Pretty insane milestone when you really look at it. Uh, yeah. I mean. For player people who you know again they're, they're always gonna have that the MJ versus LeBron debate and someone you know have a couple other players they want to throw in there that they like but you can't argue with this stat if you're really looking for who's the best all around basketball player of all time and uh, yeah. I think it has to be LeBron James when it comes down to it and I think that the you know these numbers and uh, you know, his longevity are really gonna give him a boost when you kind of start stacking resumes up. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean. I think he's he's pretty solidly there and has been for a while. Even this, you know, this put aside uh, as you know, top two, uh, and and you're you're always going to have the MJ and LeBron arguments, and they're not going to get easier. I don't think because they did their sort of what made them great was so different. Like yeah. MJ wasn't really didn't really do the whole I'm I'm around for twenty years thing. Like longevity was never really part of his plan. 
right from the beginning. I mean, he retires right in the middle of his peak. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, LeBron uh, has kind of went a different way about it. And if that's kind of your, uh, if, if you value that more, which, um, you know, I, 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 I really think is, uh, so something that can be argued when you're that good for that long and you, no one's done it like LeBron. I don't think anyone, I can't see anyone ever, ever even doing it like LeBron again. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I'd be really, really shocked uh, to, to see this kind of sustained greatness. Um, and, you know, we, we saw this coming uh, way, way, way earlier years before that he was going to be part of this, this club that um, yeah, again, for a while, he's going to be the only member of, and uh it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. It, it is insane. It's uh, to, to, to have someone go from age, whatever he was when he first came in the league in, in 03, 04 to basically average 27, seven and seven, like the LeBron stat line yeah. uh, for his entire fucking careers since then. Like right when he walked into the league, he was a, a, a stat uh, machine and, uh, and not just a stat machine. He was a, a winning player as well. Like the, these aren't, empty stats at all like and mm -hmm. you, know, you really can't claim that i think you can kind of claim that maybe with some other players um in terms of like stat padding and things like that but lebron has never done that uh he, he's they, they've always been sort of legit numbers that he's racked up um and they've come along with wins not as many championships as i think he would have liked and you know the haters are always gonna you know hang that on his head but you know he's he's been a winning player his entire uh you know his entire career never misses the playoffs basically eight straight finals you know we, we know his accolades um, and, uh, it's, it's really impressive to, to be this good for this long and now to be leading the league in scoring. Uh, I didn't even, I, I didn't think that was possible for him, uh, at, at this kind of advanced age. Uh, I, I was one of the people who thought that, you know, scoring was going to slowly become more difficult for him over time because, uh, when, as he loses his kind of athleticism, um, you know, he's, he's not going to be able to get as, as many easy buckets, but he's just so smart now. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of insane. It's, it's off the charts, uh, in terms of him knowing exactly what to do, um, you know, and not even really relying on that athleticism quite as much, but that said at 37 years old, still being able to, you know, yam on your head, uh, still being one of the most, or not one of the most, but one of the more athletic guys in the NBA, which is insane to say. Um, and so it was, a, it was a tough loss to the Suns. We were not going to talk yeah. about the actual, uh, you know, basketball game. I, I found that funny because I, I just scrolling through, uh, you know, Instagram, I saw LeBron post about it, you know, be how he's so proud to be part of the club. Yeah. It's no funny how no everyone's acting like the game happened. No, no everyone's sweeping the game, uh, you know, aside, uh, you know, and this Lakers season aside too. And you know what? I, I don't even need to do that because, you know, we, we've talked about it at length. You know, we're not going to, uh, no need to rag on him or anything like that uh, about this, this year. Um, if he wants to make it just about you know his kind of uh greatness as a player and and the the milestones he's achieved i, I think he's definitely earned that so uh incredible incredible basketball player uh lebron james is and uh i it's it's good to see him get to this uh stage where he he is in that kind of special club because like i said we, we've seen this coming for a while he deserves it and we'll see how many more you know records he can uh pile up he's 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 gonna get to carl malone for second all time in scoring and and we'll mm -hmm. see when slash if uh, he can reach Kareem. Well, I mean, I, I think that you know, this just just gives LeBron. I think it's better if he focuses on a individual thing, you know, yeah. a, any kind of individual accolade than a team one, mostly because that's more likely and more in his control. Because uh, you know he's begging to do one more, uh, another episode of the Barber Shop or whatever oh, yeah. show he wants to be on. You go, <laughs> you know, in that moment, uh, that that's when I realized, you know, I'm the best player of all time. He's done that <laughs> like four times now. I know. Um, I know. He drops it in. Things. 
yeah it's all, all it's all it's very it's uh spaced yeah. out perfectly uh it's very yeah. scripted love it yeah uh well i mean yeah everyone who knows lebron he's all about his uh his his narrative he's always uh out in front of everything he wants to control that yeah. um but yeah it, it's an insane accomplishment for him for him to get uh but i honestly again like it kind of it makes sense to me that you know he would be a guy that you know has the you know 30 10 and ten thousand uh you know in his career but the, the leading the league in scoring at 37 is yeah. pretty insane i mean this is there's this is, if there was a year for him to be able to pull this off, this is also going to be the year to do it. Uh, yeah. cause you know, you don't, there, there's no 30 point per game score right now. There's nobody up there, uh, like that. Usually there's somebody who's kind of like the by far and away yeah. favorite, uh, kind of running away with it, but nobody is. And, you know, I, do I think LeBron's going to be able to hold on to this pace? I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be, cause again, he's just barely above Joel Embiid right now. Um, yeah. and I, it's, it's hard to say that that's going to continue. I mean, he had another good game against the Suns. Uh, yeah. so, I mean, it's a, it's, it's definitely possible that he just, you know, says, fuck it goes, we're getting his buckets and, you know, gets it and go. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a little hesitant on it, but I mean, if he's able to get this, it's, I, I think if anybody who, you know, has gone and talked about, you know, all oh, LeBron's not a score, LeBron can't get it done. I mean, I, I think this is pretty clear that when he's 37, he kind of decides he needs to turn it up on scoring in the regular season. Like LeBron probably could have like four or five scoring titles. If he really, really decided, you know, go out there and just pad his stats. Yeah. Uh, but most yeah. of the time, you know, he's competing for a championship. He's resting his body. He's making the team better. He's making better team plays, yeah. uh, which, you know, is the harder thing to do, but it's better long-term. I mean, it's, yeah, sure. You could run ISO every single time LeBron, but then you could be like Westbrook, you know, sure. Like 40% and yeah. then, you know, nothing gets done, but you get your stats. So, uh, you know, there's the, and, and again, there's, uh, there's always going to be guys like that. Like there's players you're going to look through the, the, like even right now, uh, again, James Harden, third, uh, third and three pointers made. We were talking about the last yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of these stats from players that really, uh, have had a lot of seasons where they can just do whatever they want, free reign, and winning is kind of on the back burner. They're kind of out there to get their crazy accolades and stats. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the end of their careers, especially now, we're going to look at them and be like, oh, wow, like this guy must have been amazing. And it's like, uh, not really. Like, yeah. you, know, like you look at a guy like a Kevin McHale and you his numbers don't jump at you at, like, at all. Yeah. Uh, but then in reality, you're like, oh, yeah, one of like the, the better defensive players we've ever seen, you know, great post-up uh, moves and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it's such an interesting thing. You just look at the numbers rather than actually looking at the players. So, mm-hmm. uh, but again, that's kind of the the problem with, uh, you know, these basketball debates that we have all these, uh, the, these days. Because, I mean, yes. people just want to pull up, you know, oh, well, you know, LeBron averages less points than Jordan, but he averages this and this. Uh, and that's that's a comparison. It has nothing to do with actual basketball review anymore. It's just yeah. reviewing numbers, which is like, okay, man, well, let's just pass this off to some fucking geek nerd yeah. uh, virgins from Oxford. And they yeah. can fucking crunch the numbers for us. And we'll we'll know the answer. We don't like or we can actually use our basketball minds. and try. I want to know. I want to be friends with all the nba fan virgins who go to oxford mm-hmm. university man those those guys sound awesome what are you saying they're probably there probably is a couple listening right now they're probably <laughs> pushing their glasses up the, yeah yeah I wanted, uh, to, uh, what's that the, the vulcan neck pinch or whatever the fuck right. uh, spock does you know uh, I, I don't know but uh regardless yeah uh shout out to oxford uh, yeah. i don't think you guys uh really do do much uh but yeah besides write the dictionary of course Yes. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's crazy to think that LeBron, you know, is being able to keep up his pace and keep doing what he's doing, even though the Lakers suck, um, you know, getting absolutely bludgeoned by the Suns. uh, what Deandre Aiden just did whatever he wanted that entire game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty, I think that if, 
anyone is to blame. And I mean, the Lakers get their shot at them uh, Monday night. Uh, you know, the, if you're listening to this, the, the day of uh, the, that's today, yeah. uh, the, with the, the Raptors going to be playing the, the Lakers here, yep. uh, you know, the, the Raptors came away with a big win on the, the red hot Phoenix, the yep. red hot Raptors, uh, Phoenix yep. and, and, and Denver sneaking up on Cleveland there. Uh, your, mm-hmm. your lead is not safe. Cleveland might nope. be in the play in uh, baby. Yeah, I think Phoenix, uh, I, I think they were a little pissed off about that one. And they yep. kind of got to take <laughs> it out so. of the Lakers. But, um, yeah, all in all, I mean, yeah, LeBron James is uh, going to continue doing this historic stuff. And, yeah, I, 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 in my opinion, yeah, I, I don't. I think it's just a matter of time that LeBron catches Kareem. And he'll, he'll be the all-time leading scorer before it's all said and done. No chance that he doesn't get there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do think it is going to be tough to get over the hump because, like, every every season now, um, you know, like at, at his age, I know we keep saying it and he, you know, he still hasn't fallen off the cliff, but you do notice a little bit, like he definitely moves differently oh, yeah, than he yeah. did. So like that, and it, it's just going to be, you know, for him, uh, steadying the decline. So it's not some sort of steep drop off. And I just hope to God again, knocking on, you know, all the wood I could find that this isn't a, uh, you know, Kobe in 13 or whatever it was uh, situation, um, w- which is the sort of preeminent one that comes to mind of a player really trying uh, whether that's, you know, to get his team into the playoffs, which Kobe was or LeBron to get the scoring title and then injuring himself yeah, in a season yeah. where he shouldn't really be going this full out anyway. Like it's not really the smartest thing to do. I think LeBron's smart enough uh, and he's not, he, he doesn't have any sort of nagging injuries right now. You know, as far as we know, I don't think there's anything uh, really in, in sort of threat of being re-injured. Uh, I think, you know, so far so good this season in terms of the way he's playing. I don't think it's taking too much of a toll on his body, but you know, if he, if he pushes himself too hard, you know, one, one kind of awkward play, one, one sort of bad movement um, can, can sideline him. And then, you know, injuries uh, at, you know, when, when LeBron was younger, he barely, barely ever got injured, uh, you know, uh, in the first place, but when he did, he was able to come back really quickly. But now, you know, no matter who you are, even if you are LeBron James, the, the, the guy who can do anything uh, through his thirties, like coming back from injury is just a a more difficult and more complicated prospect. Um, And so I just hope something like that doesn't happen. I hope we get, you know, LeBron fair and square uh, for these last, however many years until Bronny, Bronny gets in the league. Yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully the, the, the bucket to pass Kareem is an oop from Bronny, uh, to LeBron um, and poetic. then he can just retire right there mid game, just walk <laughs> off the court. Yeah. Have the um, ceremony. Uh, there's yeah. eight minutes left in the first quarter. We're, we're cool. We'll just have the ceremony. Yeah. He's going to uh, be on the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, the game's going to be in because, cause that's who brought, drafted Bronny. We're going to have LaMelo yeah. Bronny and, uh, LeBron. It's going to be beautiful. Um, and, uh, and, and so, you know, it's for LeBron, do do whatever feels right for you man you've earned it uh this season's kind of a wash uh i i i really don't know like i think the more people sort of talk about this the 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 narrative shifts to the lebron kind of milestone lebron as an all-time great or whatever i think people are slowly realizing this lakers season's actually not going to go anywhere like i don't think anyone's actually yeah definitively called it but it feels like even the Lakers have called it like after that horrible, horrible overtime uh, loss to the Rockets uh, last week or whenever it was mm-hmm. um, when uh, uh, they, they, they go down to Houston. Uh, it, it goes into overtime because LeBron passes up 
kind of he was kind of snuck, stuck under the basket. He, he wouldn't have been able to get that clean of a shot off, but gets it out to uh, Carmelo. Carmelo misses, goes to overtime. And then the Rockets put up an obscene number, like 19 points, I believe it was, in overtime. So just attacking Melo over and over again. And that's what uh, Jalen Green said was their game plan. Yeah. Um, and then Melo, after the game, gets asked uh, uh, or gets told about these comments that James Worthy, who who's, does the Lakers broadcast, um, mm-hmm. you know, after, you know, he's all depressed. He, he's, he, he really just lets his emotions show when the Lakers lose. He's so, uh, you know, uh, sad and down and out when they win. He lights up a cigar. Um, and they they said something to Carmelo about what he said. And Carmelo and it was basically about like the Lakers not really trying. They're knowing they can't win. And Carmelo was like, yeah, I don't uh, disagree with him fully. And, and was like, <laughs> what, what the hell? And so, like, I, I really think these old guys think not just that it's probably impossible, even if they were to try their hardest. But like they, they don't want to. These guys don't have the energy to go and do no, this. Like yeah. Carmelo fucking uh, what, what, Dwight, uh, you know, even even Russ, like all, all these guys. Um, and Anthony Davis, uh, I think scheduled to come back soonish, but still not Whatever. back. So it's, uh, I, I think slowly people are realizing again, including the Lakers themselves, that it, yeah. it's just not going to happen. Uh, well, I mean, again, we'll, we'll see how this Lakers season goes and, uh, you know, when LeBron retires, maybe he'll unretire before the next season, just like, yeah. uh, like his boy, Tom Brady. I mean, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there, uh, to move on, uh, another crazy, I mean, 50 point games have just been coming at an oh, well. insane clip to end off the season. Yep. Um, Kevin Durant dropping 53, uh, you know, winning the battle for New York, uh, mm-hmm. Brooklyn, uh, remaining a uh, King here, uh, you know, f- 53 points, still chipping in six rebounds and nine assists, uh, you know, uh, a pretty monster game overall by Kevin Durant, but uh, pretty crazy. It was a close game. Yep. Uh, I mean, 110 to 107. Uh, and it was back and forth all game. I mean, the, the the biggest takeaway, though, you know, kind of that big shining moment. And this kind of, oh, man, if Kevin Durant never got hurt, this would have been like the crowning jewel for his MVP campaign this year. I know. Uh, it I really know. would have been. And, um, I would, and I would have and I would have been right. Uh, he, was yeah. like, he, he was my pick, man. Yeah, he, he probably should have been the MVP had he not gone down. Uh, I, I think yeah. that would have definitely happened. Uh, but, you know, hitting Evan Fournier with uh, the, the too small, but he switched it up a little bit. I uh, switched the style. I don't know if Katie's got intel that we don't, or if he just didn't. He didn't know what the the, the actual sign was. But you know, Evan Fournier. I think that it, the fact that you didn't throw hands right away. Uh, Tropeti. You know, I'm hit. I'm hitting you with the tropeti <laughs> next time, Matt. Yeah, Kevin Durant knows. Uh, he's he's taking it the page from Kobe's book, speaking up, speaking the language of your uh, yep. of your opponents. That must have really. Uh, ugh. I bet Fournier was really, you know, shaking in his boots. But yeah, Tropity, the little, uh, little crush your head, a uh, little, you know, between yep. the fingers. I, I do that to you all the time, Matt. I, I, I got to no. start saying it in French though, because I think that'll really piss you off even more. Well, I mean, you could try to do it, but I mean, there's nothing you could. could well, do I would say it in German. I have to say it in German. I got to find out what's too small is in German. Probably yeah. a disgusting word. Probably yeah, it's probably something that you don't even want to know. Uh, I should probably know what it is. Uh, it's not very good. Uh, but yeah, I mean Kevin Durant doing everything he can. Uh, you know, keep this this Knicks squad uh, afloat. Uh, we're at the point too where it's like you know watching this because they get every single shot Kevin Durant made. Once he kind of got to like that 30, 35 point mark, you know they kept paying to Kyrie and he's just oh man, this is great. Like you can tell he's just like oh like like this is gravy and whatever. Yeah, he's not wearing a fucking mask. He's courtside. He's already <laughs> interacting with all these guys. I know. Just let him fucking play. Just let him play. Who gives a shit at this point? Yeah. Who cares? Point, his point was taken. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, 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 it makes no sense. Like if you can stand that close, interact with half of the guys involved who are then directly involved with 
the other players, it's like, Hey, well, what's the, what's the, like, what's hindering him here? No. Yeah. No, I, it, it, it's true. I mean, it, it, literally that moment when you got to walk, watch him walk around the stadium, walk to his seats, you know, mask off, just yeah, hang out like any other person. It's it, you, you do realize, okay. So the, there, there's kind of a, there's something in the sort of common sense of how this was made that this has kind of slipped through the cracks and no longer makes sense. That being Mm -hmm. said though, uh, I agree with freaking, you know, on, on NBA countdown on ESPN, Michael Wilbon went off on Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant said something in the uh, post game presser about how, you know, the, the New York city mayor or, you know, the people who made this rule are just are keeping it in place just for attention or whatever and yada, yada, yada. And Wilbon, uh, who's been around the game for uh, forever? Been a you know a journalist uh, and someone covering the the, the league for uh, got to be close to like forty years, I'd say. Um, uh, just went off on on Kevin Durant saying, "Who's doing what for attention?" Like we're talking about one sort of shot in the arm and 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 all this. You know, uh, the, the New York Mayor even said recently, Kyrie Irving can play tomorrow if he just gets yeah. vaccinated. So well, like, that's true too. Yeah, there's another there's another sort of side to this that I think we've forgotten, and I think people have been generally good about not inflaming the conversation again and making it against, you know, vax and anti-vax. Like I think people have just been kind of talking about how, you know, if, if the, the rules as they're set up, if he can do one thing, why can't he play? And I think that's been a pretty uh, respectful conversation overall, but yeah, going yeah. back to the main, main thing, like still like the, this was a, a worldwide pandemic that claimed the lives of, hundreds of thousands of people and in the u.s um you know even was even more affected you know than than here in canada and we like it's it's just crazy to to think that you know we're we're kind of debating these sort of little rules where you know it's still on Kyrie as 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 a guy who True, yeah you know hasn't hasn't made that decision which would would have been pretty easy and this whole thing would have been over we wouldn't have to talk about it for a single second uh this season like you know 90 percent of the other players in the nba did they just you know they they did what was in the best interest of, you know, the, the entire community, uh, the world at large, and then was able to play. So uh, I, I, I do hope people still remember that point, but again, at the same time, you know, to, both things can be true that it, it just no longer makes sense. So, you know, yeah. hopefully, hopefully whoever's made those rules and, you know, whoever um, is, you know, in charge of uh, sort of figuring out what still makes sense at sense at whatever current time uh, can, you know, get together in a room and talk about how, you know, this, uh, you know, ho- hopefully, yeah, and not just for Kyrie. I'm sure there's other people in a similar situation because it's this private sector rule in in New York State uh, about working and being vaccinated. Like, hopefully, that can be uh, changed to fall more in line with the other rules going on, and that he can play because you yeah. know that that's obviously what everybody wants. Um, so, and, and yeah, yes, yesterday uh, was just a perfect example of why it just makes no sense anymore. The fact that he can just walk around there but can't get on the court D- doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, for sure. Well said. The uh, it's it's pretty. It, it, the other thing that you know, uh, just to go back to K, to KD here, uh, kind of crazy. Only his eight fifty point game. I would have put him a higher. You know, like when yeah. I saw that, and then and not the craziest thing. That's his second fifty point game this year. Yeah. So of his eight, you know, two coming. Uh, you know, that's a quarter. If I'm a math's not mistaken, coming just from one this 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 season. And you know, I would have. You know, you, you know, we blame for that Russell mm. Westbrook. Yeah, okay? maybe. He takes, take, takes all. I, I bet there's, I bet there's so many uh, 
um, instances where KD's at like 48 or something in OKC and uh, Russ just doesn't give him the ball the rest of the game, takes, uh, you know, a bunch of mid-range jumpers. Because I'm yeah. oh, pretty yeah. sure I saw that a million times uh, in, in in his OKC career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, again, one of the best, uh, you know, most prolific scores of all time. And I think this was also on full display. Uh, I, I, yeah. I'm trying to think of, I don't think it was Ian Eagle, um, but I'm trying, it could have been whoever was doing the uh, the, the commentary on the, the Nets uh, game yeah. uh, against the Knicks, someone was like, oh, he's the second most prolific mid-range scorer in the NBA. And I was like, are we really saying that DeMar DeRozan is better scorer in the mid-range? That, like, that's the only other guy I could think of that they're saying. And it's like, okay, DeRozan is, like, very crafty and uses the mid-range really well. Like, there's yeah. no... But, but, like, he's not a better shooter, even if in the mid-range, like Kevin Durant is. Like no. Kevin Durant just pulls up over anybody at any time, anywhere. DeRozan has to work way harder to get those oh, mid-ranges. Yeah. Like, people, people again, and I love DeRozan. I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve that kind of, you know, uh, yeah. you know to, be, to be given his credit. But people yeah, yeah, yeah. are just slobbering over the, oh, my God, he's the master of the mid-range. It's like, <laughs> he's been doing this for, like, five, six years. And now you're freaking out because he's playing for, like, a, what, like a bigger market team? Like, it's mm-hmm. all it took? Yeah, no, it's true. It was he was still doing this in Canada. People, no one, no one said, no one said shit. Um, yeah. And yeah, give give Demar no, people, his credit. People just said he can't shoot threes. Is all he said. Well, yeah, exactly. Which yeah, was they, true. They really but... switched switched up the narrative. But uh, Demar deserves his credit. Like uh, like you're saying, he he's an incredible player in his own right. But he's not Kevin Durant from any no. uh, any part of the floor. Uh, Kevin Durant's a yeah. better scorer from every single level. Kevin Durant's the score. If if I could only have one score, you know, for for one game uh, for my life, uh, I I might pick Kevin Durant. Like I think there's other guys who have kind of intangible kind of tenacity and will to win more than Kevin Durant. Uh, mm-hmm. Like uh, someone like uh, Michael Jordan, for instance. You know, even Kobe. Um, but when you're talking about uh, just pure scoring skill uh, and what someone can do for you uh, from all three levels, uh, from anywhere, any, any angle, any position uh, it's Kevin Durant. I mean, sometimes Kevin Durant just goes out and it feels like he doesn't miss any shots. Like I know he does miss shots, but yeah. like every single mid range shot he takes, it's, it's literally nothing but net. Sometimes the net doesn't even move. And I'm like, Oh my yeah. God. And it, it looks like he's not even trying out there. Like he just, he just smoothly gets to where he wants to go, rises up. No one can touch a shot. Like at this point, you you gotta put, I think you gotta put his like I think his just jump shot, like that silhouette of him with the ball way over his head, the yeah. seven foot tall guy, that's gotta go down uh with the sky hook, with the Dirk one late legged fadeaway, with the Kobe kind of baseline fadeaway as one of the, the shot that you cannot stop. You can only hope that he misses it pretty much. Like that's and and he can do that from any spot on the court he shoots it still from that high up when he shoots threes when he shoots mid-range wherever they are like um he's he's incredible there's there's nothing you can really say about kevin durant and the way he scores the ball yeah again it's pretty insane it's just just kevin durant's jump shot in general is uh yeah like i mean it's not like a steph curry you know deep three it's exactly like yeah that's what i'm saying it's it's not a it's yeah. not a specific shot it's just his jump shot is uh, honestly one of the most unstoppable offensive weapons ever yeah yeah, it's facts. I mean, it's uh, you know, helps to be the the long, lanky guy. But I mean, yeah, yeah, from from wherever he wants, whenever he wants, you know, Kevin Durant gets his buckets. Um, and to uh, to shift it over to somebody who you know keeps getting buckets at will, uh, since a, a trade. And I mean, it's again, I can't believe how well this has somehow worked out for them. Uh, but uh, you know, a, a thriller in Beantown, uh, Boston Celtics taking a, a loss there, almost at the sorry KG, the sorry Mavericks. KG, sorry big yeah, ticket, brutal, brutal. Uh, I wish we we'll talk, we'll touch on that a little bit here. 
uh, in, in a minute, but uh, yeah, the, the, the Dallas Mavericks coming in and taking the win in the, in the, in the Celtics barn. Uh, yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie with the, the huge three to put them up. Uh, it's, yeah, it's getting crazy at this point. Uh, how well Dinwiddie has played alongside Luca. I would yeah. never have been like, oh yeah, this, this is a, like a match made in heaven. Yeah. For some reason, these two work well together and this Mavericks team for like, again, this, this Celtics team is one of the hottest, if not the hottest team in the NBA right now. And yep. you know, they, they played from behind a lot of that second half to catch them, but you know, Luca made some big plays and, you know, they stepped up, uh, you know, playing some hard team defense and, uh, you know, they were, they gave Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum some trouble there, yep. uh, which was, uh, you know, interesting that like, Jason Tatum's kind of been having his way with a lot of NBA defenses lately. And to see him kind of get hindered a little bit here yep. uh, was good to see, you know, that these guys, you know, that they are, uh, they, they do bleed. They are, uh, you can stop these guys, but yep. uh, I mean, Jordan overall, I mean, like, Again, were you were you expecting another you know uh, almost twenty point performance from Spencer Dinwiddie? Like this was probably his worst game, and he still ends up hitting the the game winner. The game winner, yeah. Well, um, and before I get into it, Matt, uh, too small in German. Zuklein, Zuklein, Matt. I'm gonna uh, you, you'll see me on the court next week. I'm gonna you know cross you up. Uh, you're gonna fall over. You're gonna start yeah. crying. I'm gonna say Zuklein, Matt. Bye bye. I will uh, play enough defense say. to allow that happen. Oh, you're right. That's true. But uh, no, Din Dinwiddie, in incredible deep three. It just felt like it was going in when I was watching this game live. Oh, yeah. Like because yeah. it was deep, but he got it so clean, and I'm like, that's that's going in, uh, and and he hit it. Um, and then you know a little bit of controversy at the end, which which we might get to here in a little bit, but uh, it's. Like, I, I think with Dinwiddie, the realization I had watching last night through that kind of hotly contested late into the fourth quarter when this game was kind of in the balance, Dinwiddie is the guy you want for when Luca gets doubled. Like, that's mm -hmm. that's where he's so important. And that's where I, a, a sort of part of this that I didn't sort of see before. Because if you have Porzingis instead of Dinwiddie, um, and you're in a, a, a close game, end of the fourth, and, and you're throwing the other team's throwing two at Luca. Luca can give it up to to Finney Smith, who can't really make a play on his own. He you know he'll sometimes surprise you with his sort of off the bounce stuff, but mostly just mm -hmm. a spot up shooter, not really an offensive player. He could have dumped it to Porzingis, but where Porzingis at the top is Porzingis going to drive in on somebody? Uh, you know, you, you, it's it's tough to feed a nice sort of inbounds pass to the post when you're being doubled. Like when, when other teams send two at Luca, it's right when he crosses half court, he's got to give it up right away. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you can, you can dump it off to Brunson, which was probably the best move because, you know, Brunson can make plays, but he's just a little bit too small to really be that dangerous kind of second guy. But now Luca can dump it to, you know, to whoever he, he dumps it to first. Once it finds its way to Dinwiddie, that's against a moving defense. And Dinwiddie can just feast. He can drive in there. He's got good size. He can go and finish. He did that a couple yep. times last night. He he got to the rim. Uh, he can kick it out, you know, with little dump off passes to, you know, Powell, whatever bigs are playing, or then spray it out to Brunson, to Finney Smith, uh, who are going to be open for threes. Like, I, I really didn't sort of see that part of it or that aspect uh of someone like Dinwiddie uh before when we were talking about the trade and how neither of us really liked it but watching it last night I was like that that's the piece that's what's gonna uh yeah. really really that that's what's been helping uh Dallas and what's gonna uh honestly in my mind I came away so impressed uh and and so much higher on the Mavericks uh even as someone who I think is probably high a little bit higher than consensus consensus on the Mavs already um but yeah when, when you send two at Luca it's just so useful to have another bigger guard who can uh, get in there ball handle play make a little bit and score himself uh it was just killer and and you saw that last night there was 
Um, you, you have no choice but to double Luca because he's he's, mm-hmm. he's that dynamic. He'll hit a step back three on you. Uh, I, I was literally writing down. I was watching this game, writing notes because earlier in the game, Luca hurt his hamstring, came back, looked like you know looked like me playing basketball after a few beers, like just walking yep, the fucking yep. ball up. Literally, no. Well, I thought they were going to take him out. Like it was like I was actually getting a little bit worried. I'm like, this guy, he looks bad like he looks like he's in pain it, it was a ugly sight literally just crawling up and down the court yeah. he, he would get the ball the mavericks would be on like a three on two at half court he would walk he would just walk slow everything yeah. down um and and right when i'm writing down he, he took and he always does this at the end of the game he, he goes for a big switch acts like he's going to do something takes a step back three and you know i think he does that a little bit too much so i'm writing down and my you know my my note uh you know he's, he's got to look for better shots at the end of the game immediately step back top of the key on robert williams swishes a beautiful step back straight away three ties the game at 92 and of course i'm like okay whatever luca do whatever you want like he he's 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 gonna sort of frustrate you with his shot choices sometimes but he's so great that he's gonna make them and you know he's he yeah. made the big plays tonight to to deliver the win so you know I, I really can't say anything um and you know finishes with with 26 eight and eight uh pretty masterful performance um but uh it's you know that I was also watching this game thinking that the Mavs are kind of the West version of Boston right now. Like this team that didn't have the hottest start at the beginning of the year, but has really come on with this insanely strong defense. Um, Mm -hmm. And then this offense that we've, we've always known can be dangerous. Um, And then, you know, uh, this team that people I don't think were taking seriously as contenders before, but now I think, you kind of have to put both of these teams in that mix uh, of, of teams that can upset some of these uh, higher seeded teams in their respective conferences. Because uh, like if Dallas can go into Boston and do this, like I wouldn't put it past them to, you know, give the Suns a run for their money, give the jazz, mm-hmm. any of these uh, or, you know, the warriors, any of these um, higher seeded teams, because it's, it's, it's just so tough. Once, once you, you know, if you, like we saw in this game, once you send two at Luca, you've got, a decent other, you know, offensive weapons between, uh, you know, Dinwiddie and, and Brunson hit a few tough shots there late in the fourth. You still yeah. don't have Tim Hardaway Jr., which is at, at times, honestly, uh, on the former iteration of this team with Porzingis, I thought Tim Hardaway Jr. was like their second best player. So, you know, if he, we can get him back, another kind of guy who can, who's got some juice off the bounce, can get to the rim a little bit and can really heat up from three. Um, this, the, I came away thinking Dallas is really dangerous and behind got to give Jason kid, uh, you know, his credit, a really, really good team defense that plays hard, uh, really rebounds the ball and uh, can lock people down. We saw that against Jason Tatum, one of the hottest guys uh, in the NBA right now. Yeah. I, I told you, man, Jason kid coach of the year. I did say it. Um, <laughs> he might be in there, man. The, uh, no, I, I, I would be, I'd be pretty shocked if he even gets mm-hmm. a, a couple votes, but uh, yeah, I think that at this point, it's not even that the, the Mavericks, in my opinion, are even that good of a team. Like, I still think they're they're a very beatable team. I just think Luca is one of those generational guys in yeah. kind of a, one of those peak or coming into his peak uh, seasons. And, you know, he, he can just take over and he can will this team. Because, I mean, again, Dorian Finney-Smith actually looks good. And he's been oh, yeah. horrible his whole career. Uh, he's been shooting the ball better, obviously, from deep, which has really, really helped his career and really helped this team out. Uh, but, I mean, He's still not like an amazing player. They're rolling out no. three point guards in the starting lineup between Doncic, Brunson, and Dinwiddie. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a weird team. It's just happening to work. Oh, great. A fire alarm. We'll just wait for this to pass. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie is just being carried the kind of by, by you know, the, the success that the Mavericks have had. Finney you Smith. Know, you you uh, said Dinwiddie. You mean Finney Smith? Uh, Dinwiddie. Yes, Dinwiddie. Yeah, thank you. Uh, not, 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 uh, not Dinwiddie no. doing Finney Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's been a, uh, it's been an interesting, uh, you know, 
just team to watch the yeah. this Mavericks team, but the you know the we have such a strong team with the Celtics that overall you know have really been able to find their identity and use their young core to their advantage. Uh, and, and when you watch this game, like again, I wouldn't have even considered it being you know especially on the road that the Mavericks should be able to come away with this win. Yeah. Uh, yet you know here we are talking about you know their 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 pretty uh pretty impactful victory over them. Uh, and I was kind of as I was watching, I'm like. What an interesting, you know, finals this would be. That's what uh, I was thinking too. Uh, hey, Matt, a, a lot of a lot of things would have to bounce uh, in their favor, you know, because neither but one of them are exactly the crazy. favorites. I don't think no, it's crazy. I don't think it's absolutely crazy. No. I mean, it, it would I, I don't be think crazy, it's but round. I don't think yeah. it's completely impossible. I think it would be cool too, because I mean, we haven't when like the, I always think back to like you know uh, when all these young players that we look at now is like some of the best to ever play the game. When was the last time we really got to see them? Maybe like 2015 warriors when they're yep. young and we're kind of, we don't know what to expect. We don't know yeah. how many times they'll be back to the finals. We don't know, you know, how these well, players that, that uh, OKC, are going to write their legacy. 2012 yep, that, OKC, but yeah. And that, and that way, again, with those guys, that's kind of a, what, what, what could have been right. Yeah. I mean, that kind of, yep. well, I mean, actually I don't even think so because we've seen Kevin Durant play with both of them. We've seen, that's uh, true. Uh, we've seen Harden and Russ play together and it's never worked out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the look, looks like that was just kind of a uh, bottled, uh, bottled lightning there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I just think it would be cool to, you know, see two young teams kind of uh, uh, early on and, you know, take, Tatum and uh, you know Doncic, probably the two superstars in that uh, that matchup, and it would be yeah, like, that's you know, a good who, uh, who that's wants a good head to head. Yeah, who wants the legacy more? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I I I thought this matchup was really fun. I I totally agree with you. Like I, I really yeah. liked the the makeup of both of these teams. Um, uh, yeah, two, two guys or, or two teams, I should say, really sort of uh, driven by their two stars uh, between Tatum and, and Doncic and. Uh, but I, I will say it, it goes to show how good Doncic is that like sure. Jason Tatum has Jalen Brown, uh, another incredible young player. Imagine if uh, Luka Doncic had another, uh, you know, all-star caliber, uh, you know, player next to him. Uh, you can argue that maybe he wouldn't, it, it would be a, a tough fit because Luka demands uh, and sort of has the ball in his hands so much of the game. But I, sure. you know, I, I would still like to see it because I think, um, at the end of the day, still, from what I've seen from Luca, he, he wants to win and he's really, really competitive. Like you see that even when he plays internationally um, and, you know, throughout uh, his his career in Europe um, and, and in the NBA. Like, I, I it, it's just crazy to me that, you know, he can he can go into Boston, beat this team with basically him. And, uh, you know, we're, we're gassing up Dinwiddie, but it's Spencer fucking Dinwiddie who, you know, go, was run out of town by, you know, the, the Wizards. Like none of these yeah. none of these yeah. guys are really that good if we're being honest. And so, you know, we got to got to give Luca his 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 props on an in, injured hamstring walking around out there looking like me um, in every sense of the word. Uh, you know, the step, the dangerous sure, step back, you know, the playmaking, everything. Um, um, you know, going in and beating Boston. He's got Boston's number two. He, he hit that crazy. Uh, uh, I think it was in Dallas. I don't remember if he, if it was this year or if it was last year, but the sort of st- sidestep slash step back oh, yeah, three yeah, yeah, at yeah. the buzzer to beat them. Yeah, like he, I think that was he's, last season. He's, he's got them on a few different, uh, you know, heartbreakers uh, so far in his career already. And uh, ruins, ruins KG's uh, big day. Cause we, I, I thought it was Boston's game to win uh, honestly, because uh, when when Jalen Brown rose up for that poster on Kleba, uh, hit him right in the face, uh, and then yeah, you know, dapped up Kevin Durant. Dunk. That was yeah. or Kevin Garnett. That was insane. That was amazing. And then at the end of the game, though, that uh, that call that they called on Luca on the Marcus Smart three, uh, you know, the 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 broadcast was like, oh yeah, that's a foul, good call. But I, I saw right away. I mean, 
you the, the hand is the ball, Matt. You remember they told tell us that right early on in our uh, you know yep. basketball development. Uh, you 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 can hit someone's hand, um, and especially you know I, I I know that you know once once the ball is released, if you touch someone's fingertips. Uh, and, and even a bit of the palm like that. That's not a foul. You got to get wrist or higher up because, um, you know, I remember so many clips of uh, Kobe doing, you know, like a fall away, someone basically giving him like holding his hand like, uh, yeah. like oh, yeah. this. Uh, and you know, that was never called. So I, I'm glad they got the right call there because uh, that was, uh, you know, a, a lot of people thinking, yeah, that's definitely a foul. But I was like, no, no, no. And uh, the, the Mavericks uh, tough it out, get a really, really big, big win on the road here. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody wants a foul call for everything too, yeah, so yeah. that doesn't help. Uh, but yeah, it's good. It's a good thing that uh, you know the refs they, they made the right call in the end there. Uh, but yeah, spoiling the 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 NBA seventy five uh, moment there for the Celtics, yeah. uh, bringing together all of the uh, the the past and present, uh, you know, members of the, the NBA seventy five team at halftime. Kevin Garnett, man, I don't. Nobody like I, I've seen. It, people have said it before, but it's so true. Nobody has ever milked one championship like the like the Celtics. Oh, uh, they're insufferable. Fucking life, man. Oh my god. Like, I like I may, maybe ten years ago I would have given a shit if Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen had a hug mid court. Like, hey, this and cool. Paul Pierce. I, okay, it was a three way. Yeah, run. and that was cringy that he just ran in there after. He was like, "Oh my god, the fans are loving this. Nobody ever cheers for me anymore. I'll ha- like they'll have to cheer for me if I jump in." Yeah, I was like, "Come on, Paul, you're a hoe." Uh, and second of all, I was like, "This whole KG Ray Allen thing, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just so over it, man. Like it was a stupid beef to begin with." uh because again I, but you know what this is the blueprint i'm gonna milk this 2019 raptors championship just like the oh, celtics sure. have we're gonna i'm gonna talk about it as if it was the greatest uh thing to ever happen you know 20 years oh, down was, the line. sure it was be, be but, ready but at least that's the thing well that's our that's the raptors only championship that's but true too, celtics yeah. have uh you know 15 16 other banners to go and talk about man yeah, like you, yeah. it's not like this is you are a poverty franchise like give me a break uh, and it's whatever. and it's also uh, it brushes over the fact that they had enough talent pr- to probably win more, but they you know they choked yeah, it only, away in 2010. Yeah. They 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 uh, you know people got hurt. They to, to only come out with one. They act as if they want they they three peated or something. But you just got one Boston. Just remember yeah. that. Yeah, uh, because you guys don't know how to handle a locker room. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then and then to go to a, another possible finals, probably. Uh, I, I mean, it's hard to say right now. We we've been kind of doubting on it, but if we can see performances like this from some of the supporting cast, uh, the Warriors versus the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, the Warriors coming away with a huge, huge win here at home. Uh, you know, in a game where Steph Curry only has eight points, shooting three for seven. You know, you probably think that the Warriors got godsmacked there, but yep. uh. Clay Thompson, huge, huge comeback game. You know, really been struggling this season. Hits eight triples, 38 points, six rebounds, and five assists. He really shut Wiggins, us up. Wiggins, Wiggins finally comes back. I mean, he Wiggy. still wasn't wasn't that great. I mean, 50% shooting. He dropped 21. But, I mean, Jordan Poole, really uh, yep. another electric uh, player there. 30 points he dropped as well. Five for 10 from deep. Uh, you know, it really was just a three-point barrage. I mean, old-school Warriors yep. uh, really just pummeling them from the perimeter. Uh, you know, Milwaukee on their side of things, I mean, Giannis, of course, did his thing, but nobody else was really able to to get anything going offensively to, to help out this war, this Bucks team get over the hump against the Warriors, which yep. I, again, can't believe that that's the case because the, the Bucks you would think, would be almost built perfectly to beat a team like the Warriors. Yes. They've got great yep. perimeter defenders, yep. and then you've got these big bodies that can just come back and, and just beat them up down low, which is something that they don't really have on the other way that Kevon Looney's their only real center. I mean, like uh, Belizia tries his best to be big down there, but I mean, he's not really the, the best defensive player. Uh, you know, 
this would this looked like it was going to be all in favor of the Bucks, but I mean, Clay Thompson really, really put the team on his back oh, here, yeah. and uh, I'm really happy because you know people were starting to notice that you know he yeah been missing a step. Yeah, no, I'm glad. I mean, if we can see if, if if this is it, if this is the Clay statement game, if he's back from here on out, and you know that 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 could be. He looked incredible. Um, yeah, th- this is this is this changes the outlook. And you know, Draymond Green, I think, is supposed to be playing uh, tonight. Are they Today. playing tonight? Yeah, um, yeah, Monday. yeah, Monday night here. So we'll we'll see how he looks, uh, and maybe the Warriors. Uh, maybe we will have to cash in our our last bandwagon ticket we've got in our back yeah. back pocket uh, yeah. and hop on here um, because yeah. Clay Thompson, boarding call. <laughs> Clay Thompson just, you know, looked uh, in, incredible. The, the best game back, you know, by far uh, that he's had so far yes, uh, yeah. since coming back. And uh, yeah, for the Bucks, I, I feel like they, they did their job. They took care of Steph Curry. He, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that that's gotta be, you know, number one on the scouting report, but I think, yeah, they, they just forgot about uh, everybody else. Pool had an inc- incredible game uh, like you mentioned and Wiggins like, it, it did, really did have that feeling of an old school Warriors game, like the the threes coming down, the crowd getting into it. You know, the, these kind of stretches where uh, they they really kind of stretch the lead out a little bit, um, and then kind of put it put it out of reach. And uh, you know, Middleton, man, he, he really ticks me off. I I, I don't know, uh-huh. I, something about him. I, I just I, I'm never great, going yeah. to I'm never going to accept that he's this. Uh, all-star caliber kind of like second fiddle. He, he really did to, again, to give him his props. And I always will. Yeah. Something about the Suns too. He just, he fucking kills the Suns. I swear the Suns have mm-hmm. a harder time defending him than Giannis sometimes. Um, but like, he just has games where he doesn't miss. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. He, he has these good games, but like he, he has other games like, like on Saturday, you know, uh, he had 18, but you know, six for 19, he just, just not really the, the, the type of performance you want. Not, not a guy who's going to come and, and bring you back and, uh, you know, Giannis had an okay game and Drew Holiday sometimes too. Like sometimes Drew forgets that they need his offense. Like I sometimes yeah. he's just like, oh, I've got to be a defender again. I got to be, you know, a, a dog. And, you know, he, he did his part in helping to shut down Steph. That that's great. But we, we they need him to score too. Like he's he's their yeah. third kind of fiddle on offense. And I think he's got to remember that that's part of his role as well. Like the, the bucks uh, in other injury return news, you know, Brooke Lopez is coming back, uh, which is going to, you know, we'll see again, how he looks and how many minutes he can play and how they can kind of ramp him up uh, as, as they go into the playoffs, that's really going to help, you know, on both sides of the ball, because, you know, Milwaukee, as good as Giannis has been individually as a defender, as a big, their, their defense, their team defense has not been uh, as good this year. Not, not even close uh, without mm-hmm. Lopez. So, you know, he's going to come in and, you know, hopefully look to sort of fix that, sure up that, that, that back line. Um, and, you know, he's a, a, a guy who can stretch, stretch out, uh, you know, the defense as well and hit some threes and be a good kind of post attacker. Um, but, you know, at, at, as currently constructed drew holidays, that got to be that guy offensively mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to only have 13 points, um, and then to have no one else really come through for you. Ibaka had a nice game off the bench, uh, you know, six for nine kind of vintage Ibaka stuff, which yeah. is uh, a really good sign for them too. Like, I think he's going to be a big, uh, like uh, important uh, guy to bring off the bench with a lot of playoff experience, you know, going into the playoffs, but uh, the, the warriors, I, I think we got to give clay clay, his flowers. He, he really yeah. uh, was the difference maker in this one. Uh, and if he's going to look like this, uh, I keep saying it for a lot of teams. I think it's it, more than usual. This year is going to be really, really fun. Oh, I have, I, I, this, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for the playoffs, man. This I is have insane. No clue. Like, I have it, no clue who's going to win. It, it could hasn't be, it could been, be a seven seed. Uh, oh, I know. It, it hasn't been this wide open. I think, honestly, almost since I started watching basketball religiously. Yeah. Like it's, it's, there's, there's no like uh, far away favorite. More open. Yeah. Which, which I love. And I love the shift to, 
not as many sort of super teams, but more kind of duos and, you know, teams constructed in different ways. Like you have the Suns with their, you know, young, young star. And then the older guy, like there's so many different teams now. Like, I think we've kind Mm -hmm. of come out the other end of this quote unquote super team era, where the only thing you can do is put together three absolute superstars. And then a bunch of weird ass guys who probably shouldn't be playing bigger roles than they probably should be because you don't have any money to pay any property. Like I I was kind of sick of seeing that team model. So I love all these different, uh, all these different teams that, yeah, it could be anyone. I could see the warriors, you know, if, uh, again, as much as we've said, we don't really believe in them, but you know, if you have, it still happen. Uh, if you have those three guys, if you have Draymond, Steph and clay all clicking, we, we know that's an all time, yeah. uh, one of probably the greatest trio, uh, we've ever seen, or you can make the argument. Um, and then, yeah, that, the, the, the team, they just beat, you know, the bucks, my God, uh, especially with Brooke Lopez back defending champs, can't count them out. And, uh, all these, all these teams, it's going to be so much fun. We got March Madness. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's going good, Matt. Life, life's uh, moving in the right direction. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, for a few observations of some of the points you made there. Um, first off, do you think it's going to be awkward between Brooke and Serge? Uh, yes. Since Serge, well, uh, you know, he's, he, he almost killed his, uh, his brother. Uh, that is true. A couple of years ago. That uh, is for true. anyone who uh, doesn't remember or doesn't know, uh, Robin Lopez and Serge Ibaka, the only only NBA fight in probably the past like 40 years yeah. that like real punches were thrown, but both missed. Yeah. Um, yeah. If either had connected, they would have really done some damage, though. Um, but Serge Ibaka is probably the last guy I'd want to ever be. No, hit yeah, with he, he's he, he looks for he looked for fights. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when he choked out Marquis, <laughs> that, no that was great reason. Uh, that was that was that was a funny one. Uh, oh, I miss but, Serge Ibaka, man. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, his uh, his how hungry are you with DeRozan where he has yep. Paul Lowry. It yeah. was just like, man, you all should just be on the rap. Yeah. Come on, bullshit. come back come um, home. <laughs> but uh, a, a guy, again, we were talking about Drew holiday here. Uh, I just wanted to mention, you know, you kind of saying, you know, he needs to step up an offense. I think this is almost pretty enough as, as good as it gets for him on offense, to be honest. I mean, seven assists, he shot like just below 50%. Like he could have shot a little more efficiently, yeah. but like, he just doesn't have that bag. Like he's, he can, but sometimes he can pop off. Threes. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that it's more of like when he pops off and the defense is lax, yeah. he doesn't yeah. really, he doesn't have these games where he just goes off for like 25 because he's on fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, it's usually like people cue in on like Giannis, they send double teams and they, they leave him as the open guy. Cause I mean, you're not going to leave a guy like, you know, Grayson Allen or Chris Middleton open on the perimeter. Yeah. Uh, you know, if we're, we're talking about reputable shooters, you can live with a Chris uh, or Chris Middleton. You can live with the drew holiday yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. three point make. So I think that that's kind of where we're at right now is that he's, he's kind of just there to play defense, which again, this fits the identity of the team and he, he's serviceable. Uh, and he's a, an all-star level player. Um, but yeah, he's, he's definitely not going to be, you know, carrying them as a perimeter player, which in the modern NBA is really hard not to have a guy who can just bring the ball up and go and get an ISO bucket or something right away. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that that's one of the only sore spots that, again, that I've kind of said before, you know, I, I can identify from this team. Again, like fucking like Javon Carter is getting minutes. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Bembry might be out for the year. Uh, yeah, that's tough. Takes away some of their, uh, takes away even more of their depth. Uh, we'll, we'll see if George Hill ever gets back out there. And uh, they still don't have Connaughton, but still yeah, no Connaughton for now. They're they're hard, hard to dealing with, yeah, they're dealing with a lot of sort of injuries, like more than I think people uh, have realized because yeah. they're they're big three guys are back now, but they're uh they're gonna have to get back together on the same page quick. They're gonna have to get Brooke Lopez back on you know the same page with 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 all these guys back in the flow of things. Um, and you know, once that does happen, I think they're still gonna be as dangerous as anybody, but uh they're beatable, they're not an unbeatable yeah, defending yeah. champion. 
Yeah, and uh, I also just want to make the point, uh, Jordan Poole uh, has, has been playing pretty pretty spectacular as of late, uh, you know, in the month of March. Uh, I mean, not not a big dog in the month award uh, guy to watch out for, but uh, I would watch Jordan Poole's shooting splits in the month of March. Uh, for anyone who remembers, uh, oh, yes. bringing a March Madness, he hit the the huge buzzer beater to, yes, he to did. Houston, which would yep. be fair, should never have happened, but uh, you know, he, <laughs> he, he, he knows what month it is. Let's just say that. So, yeah. uh, you know, keep, uh, keep an eye out for Jordan Poole that just keep balling out, uh, you know, looking uh, a little bit, uh, nostalgic to his old, uh, his Letterman jacket days. Yeah. It's like uh, me, Matt. I always played better in March. You remember? I was, I was in, I don't uh, think we, I, I don't think we really my... made it to March. Hey, we did that one year. Our last <laughs> one year. year yeah. Done. One year. Yeah. One year. Yeah. We... Lost every game, but choked, like, choked everything out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we played, saved our worst basketball for last. That yeah. was the, that's what makes a championship team. That's right. Um, but, uh, yeah. Fuck, fuck O'Gorman and any of those other ass. Uh, yeah. Fuck you. Were, were there. Um, uh, but yeah, Lastly, to end off the podcast, we got to talk about it. Um, Greg Popovich breaking the all-time coaching wins record. Uh, congrats! Where's to Pop. that letter? Where's that retirement letter? We demanded yep. it. Yeah, give it to me. I don't it. have it yep. yet, Pop. It's Monday morning. I mean, uh, maybe it's sort of you know, fax it over whenever you get a chance. It might be en route. But true. Uh, yeah, he seems like he'd still be using a fax. Oh yeah, hundred percent. The Spurs definitely have a, a very operational fax machine in mm-hmm. the, the facility for sure. Um, but yeah, it's definitely I think fitting. Like uh, when I th- when when you think of the best coaches of all time, like Greg Popovich is definitely one of the first that's going to come up, oh, yeah. uh, you know, maybe like the Phil Jackson's of the world, uh, you know, maybe up there around as well. But yeah. uh, I think at the end of the day, you know, in, in especially the last 20 years, he's the best coach we've ever seen. Uh, he's yeah. created so many opportunities for so many of the, uh, the best coaches that are in the league right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that Popovich uh, coaching tree really goes far. Yeah. Uh, and that, that counts for, you know, player coaches as well. Uh, you know, uh, players that have, uh, gone to coaching uh, that weren't directly, you know, part of his coaching staffs so that he's really helped out as well. Um, but it, it, it's definitely right. And for, you know, Popovich that this could be his final year. Uh, and I, I, again, we said he should be not even finishing the year, but, you know, maybe we'll let it slide. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, he's just got to kind of ride off into the sunset and, uh, you know, I, I couldn't be happier for him to, you know, have that mantle. Yeah, for sure. It it is like we've talked about before, uh, a little bit weird that he's kind of achieved this with a subpar group, you know, by his yeah. standards. If this is going to ha- be his last year, it's it's kind of strange to go out uh, and and not even be in the playoffs when he was Mr. Playoffs for however many 20 straight plus years, whatever same, that was. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the same time, you, you're not always going to have, uh, you know, Tim Duncan, uh, Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker, you know, they're, they're going through a rebuilding phase. So, you know, you can't put that on him uh, necessarily. Um, and so just, yeah, he, he, he deserves all, all the respect. Uh, and and I, I think you hit the nail on the head. The, the most important thing is the coaching tree, the, the people yeah. he's inspired. Um, and, you know, the coaches now in the league, you know, between Bud and uh, Brett Brown, who, you know, isn't coaching anymore, but, you know, was uh, a, a kind of an architect. Of, of those uh, early process uh, Sixers teams um, through, you know, even uh, Udoka, uh, you know, has uh, connections with Pop. Um, and, you know, there's so many people throughout the league. He, he's gotten jobs and uh, has have have went on to be some of the best coaches uh, in the league now. And mm-hmm. uh, he's he's just such a such a unique guy. You know, you hear all the stories about the team dinners and uh, how we go to these fancy ass restaurants and he loved drinking wine. Um, and even after like the toughest losses after that Ray Allen uh, three that saved LeBron's legacy, uh, you know, delivered <laughs> the, the, the heat, the, the really heartbreaking 
heartbreaking. Uh, you know, the, the, the heat delivered the, the, the loss of a lifetime to those Spurs. Uh, they, they still went out for dinner. Uh, the, the, the next year, he made all the players watch the game again at the beginning of training camp. They come out on a mission uh, and basically dominate uh, the league. There was almost no doubt, especially when those playoffs started. Yeah. Uh, and, and they got their revenge uh, over the heat in, in five games there at the end. Like, he's just uh, such, a, such a unique Unique guy, a guy who uh, success. Uh, we're talking about LeBron and his longevity. Uh, Pop just has unrivaled uh, longevity in terms of putting 50 win teams out there on the court every mm-hmm. single year, no matter what. Um, and uh, really sticking with it. I, I, I really think if you're going to talk about Pop as kind of the, the, the one of the best coaches ever, you know, the guy who has this record deservingly. So got to remember, he had a lot of, uh, there was a lot of times where the Spurs could have said, okay, we got to break this thing up. Okay. This isn't working. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, this, this has gone stale, whatever, but he, he's sort of, I think the, the model and the example of what continuity can bring you like they, For sure. they yeah, the yeah. Spurs, the Spurs, if they had uh, the mentality of some of these teams and GMs today, or they listen to their Twitter kind of fan base, uh, you know, they, they would have traded away Ginobili. They would have, you know, broken yeah, it up, sure. whatever, you know, tank. Separates the Spurs from the Kings. Yeah, exactly. But uh, they they had their heartbreaking losses, not just to the Heat. They lost in the first round to the, the Clippers a year after they, they won the mm-hmm. championship. Yeah. Um, they 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 had a lot of really tough losses, you know, even back in the late late 2000s to the Lakers in the conference finals and, you know, to the to the Mavericks and all, all the these Suns. other teams with the Suns. But they stuck with it. They 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 kept the game plan. And, you know, Pop was was the head of that snake the whole time. Um, and they come out as one of the most dynastic, one of the best teams uh, in NBA history. So uh, got to give got to give Pop his love. Uh, he definitely deserves it. Uh, kind of like LeBron. We saw this one coming. Um, and if this is if this is his last year, he'll uh, his legacy will, you know, sort of live on through all these other coaches that he's uh, inspired and, and kind of put into the places that they are now. So all, all, all respect, all love goes to Pop. One of the best to ever do it. For sure. Uh, yeah. And it, it's, it's funny to think too, cause I mean, people don't really give him the credit of this either, but I mean, some of these Spurs teams that he's had in these last couple of years probably would have been like jockeying for like the number yeah. one, uh, number one draft pick, uh, you know, had pop not have, like, I think he'll refuse to tank. I don't think he would ever no, yeah. allow it to happen. Like he wants those guys to get developed, which I'm sure it's frustrating for Spurs fans, uh, yeah. you know, to be watching and kind of be like, you know, what the fuck? Like, we're obviously we're not making the play in or the playoffs or anything this year. Why aren't we, you know, just trying to be bad? Yeah. Uh, but pop, you could never let that happen. Uh, you know, and he had to get this record. So come on, give him a break. Yeah. Uh, but again, I think that, you know, uh, to, to credit that a guy like DeJounte Murray, uh, who yeah. really seemed to, you know, like love, uh, Popovich as his coach and you know it's taken a lot away from it and I think thriving under kind of his uh, defensive tutelage uh, more than anything yeah. uh, you know and again it really as we said that 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 tree it extends uh, so far down yeah uh, you know it's got it's got some deep roots so I'm uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see you know uh, what you know how, how long you know Popovich keeps deciding to go uh, I mean yeah. I, I'm I it, it, I I would want him to stick around if this uh the Spurs team was set up for you know for some kind of a deep run or yeah. you know whatever one last run I think I would love to see Popovich you know be able to end his career in the playoffs but uh you know if that's not meant to be it's not meant to be yeah uh, I'm sure he's probably getting a little bit uh, tired himself uh yeah. you know on the road this long uh, you know he's getting up there in age so uh, you know uh, when it's time to give him his flowers uh you know Greg Popovich uh, he's the goat. Uh, for in my mind for coaches so uh, you know shout out to pop and uh, you know uh, congratulations again on the the all-time win record there 
Yeah, yeah. All, all, all the respect to like, even I, I was just thinking like coaching tree extends even beyond the NBA, like Becky Hammond, mm-hmm. uh, who yeah. he gave, uh, you know, uh, uh, and who the Spurs, uh, you know, had on as, a, an, as an assistant for, for a few years now uh, is uh, the highest paid WNBA coach. I don't know which team she coaches, um, but uh, she's uh, now gone on to, you know, uh, be one of the most respected coaches, uh, just in basketball period. Like she, yeah. she could have an NBA job, uh, tomorrow. And, you know, that that's, she, she's earned that. And, uh, you know, there's, there's so many, so many countless examples of, of, uh, pop kind of helping people out along the way. He's, he's, yeah. he's kind of an understated guy, never going to go out of his way to brag about it. I, I doubt he even, uh, wants anyone like talking about it or giving him that praise, but, uh, you know, that's, that's the uh, sort of pop way of doing things. Just kind of work, work, working sort of uh, in the shadows, uh, silently uh, helping people along. And uh, one of the, like, like we said, one of the best to ever do it uh, when we're talking about uh, continuity and just, you know, being the backbone of that, that team. I'll, I'll just, I'll never forget uh, the, the through freaking from 99 all the way till, you know, we're in high school to have, a yeah, team be yeah. that good for that long. Uh, well, I don't know if we'll ever see it again. Yeah, yeah, it was uh one of the greatest dynasties that we've uh, we've ever seen. I mean, not a. I mean, you you could argue the the term dynasty, but you know, I yeah. I, I, I would use it. Yeah, um, I would. But uh, again, everybody, thank you so much for listening to Big Dog Ball Talk. You're here for the beginning of our dynasty. Uh, still year one. Uh, many more years to come. Many more years to have one. Yeah. Uh, so keep you know hitting. I'm that, the Greg uh, Popovich. Da- Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be is, Tim Duncan, uh, Tony the... Parker, Ginobili mixed <laughs> sure. into one. Sure, yeah. Admiral. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, everybody. Uh, oh, and I want to be uh, Marco Bellinelli as well. Yeah. Uh, sure. That's a, that's you know a spicy you can be, meet you can the just ball. Be, you can just be Matt Bonner. I think that's nice. probably Perfect. Uh, that works more for accurate. me, man. Mr. New Balance himself. Uh, but yeah, everybody, make sure you're still hitting download uh, on every episode. Big Dog Ball Talk, wherever you're listening. Shout us out to your friends and family. Follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk, all social media platforms. YouTube coming very, very soon. So check yeah. out and wait for that uh, at Big Dog Ball Talk on YouTube. And uh, this has been Matt Acorn with Jordan Flegel. We will see you guys on Friday. And as always, my Jordan, my friend. What, wait, hold on. What do I say? My Jordan. What do I say? My, what, my, my dear precious Jordan, what do I always say? What uh, do you I say? Think, uh, well, uh, I think how you set it up is as my good friend Jordan always says. Did I get that right? Did I sound like yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Here, I'll, like I'll introduce it myself. Sure. Hey, Matt Eichhorn, uh, if you're Big Dog Ball Talk, and as my good friend Jordan always says, you do me, Matt. You be me. Oh, I'll do you. Um, but hey, Kate, Matt, please don't uh, say anything mean to me when I say this. But, oh, good uh, Lord. Always pick up after your dog. <laughs> okay, nice. That's nice. a good one, actually. That, that is a good off. one. That is a good one. Uh, well, to be walking, honest. Walking around with my fucking dogs out here. Trust me, man. There are some fucking scumbags out here who've never picked up their dog shit in their life. Uh, sometimes, Matt, I forget. I go out. I walk my girlfriend's family dog. Forget the bags. I always do the thing where you know, it clearly, 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 he's uh, taking a shit. But I'm like, oh, nothing came out, buddy. I look around, make sure no one <laughs> saw, cover it with some snow, and keep walking. What, what's wrong wow. with that, Matt? Nah, well, I mean, besides the fact that it's an armed landmine, you just <laughs> left there waiting for someone to take advantage of them. Uh, I mean, it, it's one thing, you know, it, it happens once or twice. Yeah, I've, I've had times, you know, I've run out of bags or whatever. It, it, it does happen. But most of the time, especially if you're living in a, a very public area, like there's a lot of uh, different dog owners and stuff, you know, a lot of condos around here. People do that and it's like on the sidewalk and shit. It's like, you should be embarrassed yourself. Who raised you? You should be embarrassed. Shame. Shame on you. I'd slap your fucking head if I was, if I could. You hear that, people? Matt will slap your head. 